What is up, everybody? This is F yeah F1. I'm Ian. I'm here with my buddy Ryan. F yeah F1. And we are going to talk to you this week a little bit about the Indy 500, and then we're going to get talking about Baku, which is 100% my favorite track because it's called Baku. And I think that sounds like a Pokemon, and that's hilarious <laughs> to me. That is awesome. I don't know any other Pokemon, but uh, I, I know, like, I'm sure I know a bunch. But... Yeah, I know, but Baku's one of them. And if it isn't, <laughs> it is now. And he looks like a fucking penguin. Uh, no, that would be dope. Some, yeah, there's some Pokemon person. It's like actually the penguin's called Flufflemouth, and it's like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Just a little laser squirrel. Man, yeah. laser squirrels are great. <laughs> <laughs> this is the con. I mean, you pretty much combine any animal with laser, and it's <laughs> it's pretty great. You know, laser uh, squirrel, like. I don't know, laser duck? Like, come laser on, duck. That, that's better than a regular duck, that's for sure. It's, and regular ducks are pretty cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're your favorite animal. Yeah. They See? are, man. I'm it's a gonna big be fan. A, it's going to be a recurring bit. Laser duck. Uh, that's going to be next time we go go kart and race team is laser, laser duck. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I am, uh, I am pumped to talk Indy 500. Um, I know that you watched the majority of it. I watched. A bit towards the end, uh, maybe the last like 50 laps or so. Um, but there was a lot of exciting things about this year. For instance, um, it was great. Honestly, it was great that they had the Indy mm-hmm. 500 on Memorial Day weekend, uh, which they weren't able to do last year. And more so that they had uh, 135,000 spectators, which is about 40% capacity. Which um, is, first of all, nuts that that is 40 percent of the usual crowd like that's a huge yeah, fucking number it is a i mean i because i've been to the indy 500 a good handful of times um quite a few times actually and man there are a lot of people there but what's crazy is you never feel super like it, it never feels more crowded than going to like a packed football or baseball game because like even though there's 250,000 people there the track is two and a half miles long like it is such a big area that like everybody is is reasonably spread out but it's still uh still a super exciting uh super exciting place it is the greatest spectacle in racing as it's called um it was the 105th running they did all 200 laps mm-hmm. uh, in, in beautiful weather. Um, yeah, it was nice where the, the air temperature was like 73 degrees. The track temperature was about right around 100 degrees, which is like a, a good sweet spot for tires. And it's funny being so deep into Formula One and then switching over to watching IndyCar, not just because like the cars are different and they handle different and the back wings are tiny and they look funny to me. Right. Um, but also because like, Oh, right. There's just like tires. There aren't like different compounds yep, and, yep. you know, like they have to stop. I think that, I think it, it's what, like a five or six stop strategy for the Indy 500. About that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a good handful of, of stops. Um, and like Scott Dixon ran out of fuel on pit lane. Yeah. Which, like I, there was I don't a think lot a car of... has run out of fuel in our time watching Formula One. Like, it just doesn't happen. No, no they're, it's not allowed to happen. Right. You, you cannot <laughs> run out of fuel. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a pretty, 
exciting race. They had some rule changes, some some event changes. But yeah, the, the cars are just so different and squirrely and kind of goofy. Um, but I think are uh, ultimately pretty cool. They um, they just they look easier to drive for some reason. Yeah, they just they just look easier. Like even their steering wheels just look easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything about them just looks overall easier. Um, which I'm sure I would get uh, yelled at by one of the drivers for saying that. But at the end of the day, like it's just it's just an easier car when you're comparing it to Formula One. Well, I'm just I'm basically just referencing friend of the show Roman Grosjean. Uh, what's up bro <laughs> uh you know in that interview where he now that he's driving in the car and he was just talking about how it's just an easier car to handle based on you know even when you're going at those speeds just the aero package um you know he didn't really talk about indianapolis motor speedway in particular but you know the fact that these cars can go three and four wide yeah uh, pretty much around the whole track if they really wanted to well they literally start the race three wide Mm-hmm. like the the front row is three cars and they have 11 rows of three cars it's insane um yeah i mean it's it, so it's just it's just a much but it's different right so you and i yes. were kind of talking about this when you look at the triple crown and i think we discussed this last week as well you look at the triple crown and one race is all about absolute precision and perfection mm-hmm. uh in monaco one race is all about endurance and being able to stay focused for 24 straight hours. And one race is about going quite literally 230 miles an hour for 500 miles. Yeah. And, and I think in that way, I like the way I like how you laid that out um, and kind of how Monaco and uh, the 24 at Le Mans are kind of at like opposite ends of the spectrum. And in mm-hmm. some ways, the Indy 500 feels like it's right in the center where like it's both an endurance challenge. You do have to be perfect. And uh, you know, they were talking a lot on the broadcast about the aero package and how like you actually don't want to be leading the race the whole time because the drag on your fuel reserve is so much more dramatic than if you're in second or third and you're getting that pickup. So there's a lot of strategy around sitting in that top 10, that top five, you know, managing your pit stops, trying to keep in the running to win and then making a move in the last like five laps. Right. Right. That's uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And, th- and that was what we kind of saw here was that there was plenty of uh, plenty of drivers who were in the running in the last handful of laps. Uh, yeah. And- and uh, on the broadcast, they really kind of built it up as a sort of like generational shift within IndyCar. So you had, you know, Helio Castronovas uh, and Scott Dixon, who are kind of, you know, they're dudes in their late 30s and 40s. They've been uh, around, yeah. You know, and then you had uh, Colton Herta and Rhinos VK kind of like they were leading the charge at the beginning of the race. And the commentators were like, hey, these older guys are going to hang back. But hang back didn't work out for Scott Dixon because, again, he ran out of fuel. He had some mechanical issues. Uh, that sort of took him, took him out of the running. Will Power was making moves for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and so it was kind of interesting to see, like, hey, there are these new fresh guys coming into the sport and kind of bringing in new life. But, you know, especially when it comes to an event like the Indy 500, where there's so much mental pressure. And if you haven't really ever done it before, it's such a huge, like, it's the longest race of the year that they have by, like, twice, I think. It's, like, almost yeah. twice as long as their other second longest race. Yeah, it's huge. It's like, it's its own thing. And so uh, it was just really fun and exciting to watch, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, the, we went in with nine former winners mm-hmm. out of 33, which was great. Uh, Scott Dixon, a former win- winner, had the poll. Uh, Helio Castroneves, who ended up winning the race, uh, finished in sixth. Uh, or started, I'm sorry, started in eighth. Um, but it's pretty incredible because uh, the total elapsed time was two hours, 37 minutes. Um, average speed was 190 miles an hour. The pole speed was 231. Um, and what's straight, what's so much different about Indy than Formula One is you'll have like the qualifying time and then the race time. And they're so wildly different. Mm-hmm. Like the speeds are so different, but this is like, they, they're going 230 miles an hour the whole time. You know, like the reason that the average speed is 190 is because if there's a yellow flag and they have to slow down, like they count that. Right. Time. Right. Um, yeah. And there were a couple of yellows. Um, yeah. You know, it was a nice and clean race overall, honestly. Um, you know, the biggest real thing that happened was uh, Graham Rahal had a pit stop and they didn't get his, uh, one of his rear tires on all the way. And as he was speeding off of pit lane to rejoin the race, uh, his back wheel just came off. Right. He spun the car around the wheel bounced into traffic. It got basically punted like a football by somebody else's car, which was yeah. really scary to see uh, when it was happening. But then seeing that he was totally fine, it was, then it was funny. Well, it was another reason. I mean, it was another reason that uh, the halo is important. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. They were talking about the, the halo and in the indie car, they have these like plastic windscreens mm-hmm. um, that function basically the same way, except it's not as open, but they were saying like, this is a textbook case where, you know, if he had been going a little, if, if the angles had been slightly different and that um, windscreen wasn't there, like he could have died because yeah. Uh, just the, the force at which you're, you know, hitting like the tires already moving at like 150 miles an hour. And then you're hitting it at, you know, 200 miles an hour. Like it's, it's yeah. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Physics, um, you know, I, there's definitely some kind of number uh, that you can get out of those details to calculate <laughs> how horrible that would be. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, well, I mean, that, that wouldn't be the first time somebody was killed uh, mm-hmm. with a wheel hitting them in the head. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, Helio Castroneves, uh, not just a Dancing with the Stars champion. Um, but oh, is 40, he? He is. I, I don't follow any of that stuff. So I don't know I... either. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. But he no, finished. No judgment. If I mean, you know. Hey, dude, party on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he has never won the Indy Series Drivers Championship. He was second place four times. Uh, but most importantly, this year, he won the 24 Hours of Daytona, mm-hmm. um, and he is one of four Indy 500 four-time winners, uh, his fourth one coming this year at 46 years old. Which is amazing, and honestly, like, again, I don't really have not followed his career, not being an IndyCar fan, but just seeing the raw excitement and energy that he had coming out of the car, he almost ran a whole lap of the speedway. Yeah. Like at just full force, because it's just that level of elation and excitement and seeing like, you know, his daughter who I don't think was born the first time he won the Indy 500, like, you know, and it's just seeing all that joy and seeing him climb the fence and getting to interact with the fans Mm -hmm. that were there. It's just, 
you know, those are, those are the great moments. And, you know, it's, it's cool seeing someone join that four-time winner's club, especially because he's uh, on a part-time team now because he was dropped, uh, I think a couple seasons ago uh, by Penske to be replaced by some younger drivers. And it's kind of cool that he gets this moment of being like, yeah, well, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. I get to win the 8,500. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This, I mean, it was his 20th running. uh, Well, I shouldn't say he, he, he's, uh he's his first one was 2001 so 20th year of running uh at the mm-hmm. 500 and uh yeah man just a, a really exciting last few laps um there was uh some great great contenders in there good car racing back and forth good indy 500 i'd say totally uh also not used to watching a race that has commercial breaks yeah right weird <laughs> it's totally spoiled f1 has spoiled me yeah uh, we, uh, we should go next year, though. I think you would have a complete blast hanging out at the Indy 500. Oh, totally. I mean, I've been to a bunch of NASCAR races. Like, there was a while where my family, we were going to Dover or Pocono uh, almost every year, yeah. Um, yeah. at least one of the races. And so, like, you know, I haven't been to a track that's quite as big as the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but, uh, you know, being with it's like I think it's like 175,000 fans. You know, a mile long track at Dover is like that's insane. Dude. It's insane, and that's it's so much Bowl. fun. It it's is, like a, yeah. It's like a Super Bowl. Um, I feel like uh, Pocono is really Pocono is two and a half miles, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it like you can't. It's so it it's so because it's a weird trioval. It's like so big that like you can't even like see the other side from yeah, yeah. where you are. So like it doesn't. I don't know, just seeing, like, because Indy is, like, a big, an actual oval where it's, like, yeah. symmetrical. Like, I feel like you could see yeah, the different line of sight thing. Yeah, that's why it was always great because we always sat in turn three at the Indy 500. Nice. Uh, and it's great because if you get the right seats, you can see them coming out of two, st- straight at you down the back stretch, and then they dive into three through the short shoot and then into four, and then they disappear coming out of four. And it's like, so you're seeing like more than 50% of the track. Uh, and it's just a great spot because they come flying down that back stretch at you. And like, yeah. to, see, to see how fast they cut into that corner is insane. Yeah. If you sit in the wrong corner at Pocono, it's like you don't, it, it's like you feel like you're sitting in the middle of the woods in this giant grandstand and occasionally cars go by. It's like yeah, kind of yeah. how it feels. Exactly. Um, I always liked Dover because if you sat, high enough up you could see almost the whole track at once and like you could actually follow people go all the way around which is cool. yeah yeah um, i've never been to dover that sounds insane I, dude i would totally go again like, yeah sure i'm down you know it's it's a good it's a good day everyone smells like stale beer when you get out it's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so good see i remember going to indy and uh like uh i went to daytona uh and like see it like you could still smoke in the stands yep and like people were all drunk and smoking and it was just like this is fucking crazy <laughs> like it was just, it was just a completely different time and a very weird world so i feel like now you go and it's like oh this ain't this ain't the same but what's funny is i feel like formula one is pretty much at least from my perspective it's like all fancy rich people at every single event and it like indy 500 it's like if you're in one spot in the stands then it's pretty fancy rich people Mm -hmm. but if you go to the other side of the track it is a shit show (laughs) 
Like yep. it is, it is a lot I mean, of partying. I imagine there's like one and a half grandstands at Monza that are like Italian farmers. Yeah, right. I like <laughs> to think so. I yeah, so. that's where I want to sit. Yeah, and they're all just fucking eating meatballs and eating throwing pasta. tomatoes at each other. <laughs> <laughs> they're drinking the wine that like the wine that has the basket on the bottom of yep. the bottle <laughs> oh <laughs> man shit. my goal is to offend literally every european stereotype <laughs> over the course of the show oh uh, yeah <laughs> one time or another. uh but no I, I i definitely want to go my my new goal that i've just decided is that not necessarily in the same year because it would be an expensive year uh but I do want to go to each of the events in the Triple Crown of uh, racing. Dude, no, let's do it. One, like I not only will we go to each one, but one year we're going to do all three in the same year. Dude, that that is quite the goal. That would be hefty. Well, think about it. I mean, like if you do it right, you're literally dr- we would fly from Monaco <laughs> to Indianapolis, <laughs> and like and just like it's like, well, we got to keep the party going. You know, dude, I mean? it would be us and Zach Brown on that flight. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> he's the only other person going from... I mean, he, he, I, don't, I don't think he was actually at uh, Indy this year. I don't know. Um, he might have been. He might have been. They mentioned that Lando was watching uh, from England. Oh, I dude, a lot of them. I, I saw a lot of... Uh, I think Danny Ricardo was watching. Like, a, a lot of them were tuned in. Um, they um, did mention Lewis Hamilton in the pre-show as saying, like, Indy 500 or something like even Lewis Hamilton like won't attempt or whatever because I guess he hates ovals or something but yeah 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 uh, I bet you someday he'll do oh, it oh man that would be wild I, I think that like you know what's funny is seeing the indie races I've seen this year because the only two that I've watched are the 500 and um, the other when they did the Indianapolis Grand Prix a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, those are the only indie races I've watched and what's so funny about them to me is how the broadcasters now like one of them's british yeah and they talk about formula one a lot they talk about formula one way more than i ever remember them talking like i didn't even know formula one was a, was a thing <laughs> when i was a kid watching and like i watched indycar all the time and now it's like they they really are chatting it up and it's like, Oh, okay. Like something, something's going on. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a deal being worked out here where they're like, we have to mention more about formula one as often as possible. I mean, I would guess based on zero data or evidence whatsoever, but just the way my, my mind works, I would guess there's more crossover t- between IndyCar fans and F1 fans, and there is between NASCAR fans and IndyCar fans. A thousand percent right. Yeah. Well, because NASCAR is not international. Like right. Na- NASCAR is an American sport, mm-hmm. and Americans drive in NASCAR. Uh, but Formula One and IndyCar have a lot of. Uh, I mean, IndyCar has a lot of people that used to drive for Formula One, or yeah. that didn't make Formula One. Like Helio Castroneves is looking. Uh, he raced in Formula Three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then he kind of popped over to the IndyCar series. And so, you know, a lot of the people that, or Romain Grosjean now, you know, there's, I'm sure that there's a uh, hundred different examples of people that left Formula One or just didn't quite make it into Formula, didn't get a ride in Formula One, did get a ride in IndyCar. Um, and it's very international, you know, there's, there's people from all over the world that are racing in IndyCar and that watch IndyCar. So 
I can see how that is accurate, how there's more of a crossover there. Um, but it just very much seems like they're trying to, they're trying to work out some deals. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm definitely going to try to watch at least a couple more Indy car races this season. Um, Cause it's just fun to watch. Honestly, yeah. I like racing and yeah, man. you know, NASCAR is NASCAR stuff. Um, you know, I've watched like one or two races in the past two or three years and like one they're really long yeah. like um but like my, my grandfather used to watch uh indycar he would watch f1 if it was on i feel like it wasn't always as easily available as it is now um and nascar on sundays when and like he would just like nap off and on the entire day like in his yeah, chair yeah. and like it was like his favorite day of the week that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome Friday yeah, night that, was for boxing. You would have you 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 would have liked them a lot because Friday yeah. night was for boxing and Sunday was for racing. We would have gotten along great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, NASCAR is too difficult for me to watch anymore. I tried to watch. They were actually replaying a race, and I was falling asleep, uh, and I couldn't think of a movie to watch. And I saw that there was a race on, and I forget which race it was, but I threw it on just to be like, oh, I wonder what this is like now, and. Man, they are slow. Yeah. They are slow. They're like driving school buses. And like somebody pulled in because somebody else, you know, they, they just slam into each other and shit. But the one guy ran into the back of the other guy and the guy pulls into the pits and they just start ripping the back of his car off and off he goes. And I was like, that shit is ridiculous. <laughs> like in Formula One, if somebody sneezed on the back wing too hard, they'd be like, you're out of the race. Just pull over. Stop. And the difference between us and NASCAR fans is we see that as a plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's better. Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. don't want to see somebody limping around a track like a nerd. And they're 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 like, oh, you can't take a hit, pussy. It's like, holy yeah. shit, dude. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I watched the last whatever the first nascar race was post like when they came back after the pandemic break okay because i feel like they started up a little bit before f1 yeah and i was like yeah and i was like all right i was like it's fine you know it's just it's not as exciting i i don't know they i had a blast watching the indy 500 it's probably like the third or fourth indy 500 that i've actually like paid attention to like usually we'd have it on in the house when i was growing up and i would like you know i'd watch 10 minutes go do something come back watch something you know a little bit more but um but yeah i I had a lot of fun it was super competitive you know it's great to see all those lead changes and you know different like learning the different strategies around like pit stops and you know people holding out for yellows and uh there are a couple drivers at the end where they were like like they hadn't pitted in like 70 laps and it yeah. was like, if they get a yellow, they'll win the race. If yeah, they don't get a the yellow, race. they will run out of gas. <laughs> right. right. And that's so funny. Like, that's that's kind of what got me because I turned it on and they were like, the race we're watching is between sixth and seventh right now because the first five guys have to pit. Yep. But if something happens, then like all of this is on its head. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so exciting because you don't want to see a crash, but at the same time, it's like, oh, man, like what? what would they do you know yeah i would love to see some crazy out of left field kind of you know last minute change to the the expected winner so but like hey i mean all things considered that's kind of what happened this year with helio winning his fourth Mm -hmm. uh and joining some uh pretty major company um i know al unzer is in there Mm -hmm. um who else um 
four time Indy 500. Uh, AJ Foy, yeah, of course. Yeah, AJ, AJ Foy, Al Unzer, and Rick Mears. AJ Foy is one of those guys where if you ask a racing trivia question from that's like about the 1950s, the answer is almost always AJ Foy. Yeah, AJ <laughs> Foy has done fucking everything. everything. Yeah. AJ Foy has won, uh, he's won the 24 hour of Le Mans. I believe. I think so. Um, dude's still alive. He's 86 years old. His last win was in 1979. Or wait, no. When was it? Oh, I just missed it. It was there. I lost it. But dude, you know, he raced in NASCAR. He did terrible. He was a terrible NASCAR driver. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's not right. No, he won seven times. That's stupid. Why does it say his best finish was 40th? Maybe in the overall, like, maybe that's for the year, for the season. Maybe. I don't know. He raced at the 94 Brickyard 400, so I watched AJ Foyt race. That's cool. That's so crazy. I didn't even know that. Um, Yeah, seven wins. He was in the car championship, Formula One world championship. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, he raced for three years. He only raced three races. Um, and this, and they were the three Indy 500s. So, oh, right. Yeah. I forgot that there was a time period where the Indy 500 was part of the Formula One. Was circuit. Formula One. Yeah. So he was, he was God, in so Formula crazy. One for three races. Uh, when he raced at the Indy 500. Um, did you imagine they did that now and they, they each used the cars from there? Like, holy shit dude because like i feel like they don't have a top speed like a little part of me thinks that formula one cars will just keep going until like they explode i mean eventually they would just they would just become airplanes yeah because i I feel like the the amount of down like they those cars are designed to generate as much downforce as possible yeah they would just smash themselves into the ground yeah it's Um, insane you know, you tape off some of that bottom the right, the wrong way, and you you know don't, and you have your DRS open. Yeah, yeah. Just, Holy shit! It's just a full DRS track. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the cars are just they just fly away. Oh my god, that would be completely insane. Uh, I think I also saw him race in. He rate he had thirty five consecutive starts at the Indy five hundred. That's AJ badass. Foy. This is insane. You ready for this? Um, he he called. Uh, he raced at the Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans and won in his first and only attempt in 1967. He partnered with Dan Gurney and entered. Uh, he was entered by Carroll Shelby's team. He pissed off all the French fans by saying that the uh, course was nothing but a little old country road. That's great. He got because he's ten- not wrong at the same time. He's not wrong. <laughs> He got 10 laps of pre-race practice um, and his partner, Dan Gurney, overslept and missed a driver change in the middle of the night. So Foyt had to double stint and drove 18 of the 24 hours Jesus. and fucking won the race. <laughs> God, that's the most American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And then he won the 12 hours of Sebring and 24 hours of Daytona, making him one of only 12 drivers to complete the triple crown of endurance racing. What a fucking man. AJ Foyt, badass. We'll have to do a special episode on just AJ Foyt. I'm getting yeah. sidetracked. But, uh, uh, what a badass. 
Yeah. And apparently yeah. kind of a tough prick. Which, you know, when <laughs> you do all that stuff, you kind of earn it. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, like that's how I feel about Nikki Lauda, where it's like he's not a nice person, but you respect the fuck out of him yeah. because of, of who he is and what he's done. You yep. know, he can win races, that's for sure. But uh enough about all that. Let enough about American it. racing. All that trash. Let's talk about the Formula One Azerbaijan Grand Prix 2021 at Baku. I am so excited. Yes, this is only the fourth race at this track uh, because it didn't happen last year because of the pandemic. Uh, Previous racers in previous winners, rather, in order. Danny Ricciardo won the inaugural uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix at Baku. Uh, then Hamilton won in 18, Bottas won in 2019. Um, and I was looking at the finishing order for the, that 2019 race, and like the gaps between everybody were just massive. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's a hell of a road course, man. Um, it looks, I mean, it looks insane. It's, it's almost, it's like three and three quarters mile, like of a mile, which is huge. Wow. Yeah. And I like, mean, it's, it's a really massive track. And it looks crazy because it's like got a box on one end and then it's like a Pentagon or some shit on the yeah. other side. Yeah. And it's all, I mean, it's through the city streets. It's mm-hmm. another city course. So like after, after being in Monaco, we have another city track. Um, only 51 laps. Uh, do you know who holds the lap record? I mean, I do only because I also have that uh, article cool. up. Uh, but it's your boy, Charles Leclerc. Chuck Leclerc. Uh, it's interesting, too, because, like, did you look at the, his, like, his lap time? Like, so Monaco pole is, like, what, one minute, 10 seconds? Yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, then they were, they were doing, like, minute 20 laps like yeah. 23 laps yeah uh and so qualifying uh in 2019 Bottas had the pole with a minute 40.5 yeah yeah like that's a huge difference it's a huge track it takes a long time to get around it that's for sure uh and it's it's just such a and it's such a tight course um passing again isn't really much of a thing but it is a much faster course um, because they have two DRS zones uh, and that, that front straight is not short. You know what I mean? It is right. uh, it is a super long uh, straight. There's a couple of bends in there uh, getting through, you know, turns. Uh, I'm sorry, the back straight, I should say. Um leading into so like turn 16 you come out of there and then you have 18 19 20 and you are flying down that big long straightaway into a 90 degree turn then you have another 90 degree turn and another drs it's like it's insane box like it's the most ridiculous thing ever um and it's going to be warm i mean it's 78 degrees 76 degrees there on race day um looks like it's gonna be cloudy but you know super windy i'm looking at the wind for race day 24 miles per hour you're looking at 20 mile per hour winds sounds like it's bad for mercedes (laughs) 
Sounds like a terrible day for Mercedes. Um, so yeah, man, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun. I think it's gonna be a really fun race weekend. Uh, and man, I have a lot of questions for you about it. All right, do you want to hit me with your first one? Uh, are we diving straight in? Yes, yeah, let's do it. Questions? I am pumped. Uh, my first question is something I am excited about, uh, especially after last week at Monaco. So I ask you, Ryan, does Ferrari show up again at Baku the way that they did at Monaco? I think the answer is going to be yes, if only because uh, I feel like Leclerc feels comfortable at Baku. He's going to want to come back for more. Uh, You know, in 19, you know, I know this was pre, you know, uh, Ferrari getting penalized uh, about all their engines, but like Seb got a podium the last time this race was held in a Ferrari and Carlos uh, placed seventh. So yeah. I think, I think with all three of those uh, former and current Ferrari drivers finishing in the top 10, uh, I think Ferrari is going to put up a big fight. The question really is going in my mind is, is Ferrari or McLaren faster on that back straight? Um, I think that McLaren's faster on that back straight. I think, uh, yeah, I think those last few turns and going into that first DRS zone across the start finish line, I think McLaren just has the straight line speed. Um, but I don't think McLaren has the corners at all the way that Ferrari does. And those, those 90 degree corners are nasty. But then once you get into that back little weird Pentagon spot where they're just kind of zipping straight around, I mean, it's a, it's a really long track, but it's a really fast track. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, after, after Monaco, I don't think Danny Ricardo is comfortable enough in that McLaren yet. I don't think he's going to be able to handle the road course. Um, I think Lando is going to come push in, uh, but I don't think, I don't think McLaren has Ferrari's number this week. Wait, you don't think, you I think, think Ferrari's, Ferrari's going to do better than McLaren. I do. Okay. I do. All right. Yeah. That's fair. As a, as a team, as a team. Um, but even that being said, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like McLaren a lot. Um, I hope Danny Ricardo has a much better showing. I really do. But I see I see all four cars being in the top 10. I just see the Ferraris being closer to the podium or on the podium. That would that would be exciting. I mean, that's that's what I want, if only to keep the fight between the two teams going as long as possible yeah 100 percent. yeah i agree um what's your first question or was that it uh i mean i was going to ask about leclerc but that's it's close enough um do it do it so my my second question is going to be will mercedes return to form or will they have another i can't imagine them having a sunday as bad as they did at monaco but you know I, I mean, considering they had the official time of a two hour and something or two day, 16 hour pit stop. Um, 
because uh, uh, it's so funny when earlier uh, you and I were chatting before we started recording, uh, you said you had four questions for me and I said I had four questions for you and we laughed about how many uh, will be the same. And so our first question kind of lined up. And my second question to you is, does Hamilton strike back? And so our second question is very similar. Um, I will say that I think Hamilton comes back this week with a vengeance. Um, but I don't think, I don't think, uh, and that's going to be my, my wild card again. I don't think either Mercedes podiums this week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be huge. I think, uh, I'm typing this in the notes so we, we have it to go back to for next week when you are correct or incorrect. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like Mercedes finishing two race, two consecutive races without a podium in 2021 is as embarrassing as Ferrari's season last year. Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. And, uh, I just want to watch the, the back. I want to watch the footage of when like Toto's sitting there and his arms are crossed and he's got his headphones on. And then he just like punches straight through the screen in front of him. Just rah! And it's just a hole in the screen, like a cartoon. And then like his, his like fist flesh gets like ripped off and it's like a robot. You see the Terminator there. arm. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, turn off the cameras. And it's like, <laughs> Oh shit. We knew, we knew. Um, Toto's definitely a Terminator. Like that's the the most reasonable explanation for all things there's, Toto. There's literally no other option. There's no other option. What do yeah. you think, man? What do you what do you think about Hamilton and Mercedes this week? I think there will be a Mercedes on the podium. Uh, I don't think that a Mercedes will be winning the race. Mm. Mm. But, and the thing is, I go back and forth about which Mercedes, like, not to get, not to jump ahead to our predictions, because I'm not making this an official prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see a Max Lewis Bottas finish. I can't. I really can't. Um, I, it's just, it's, I'm so programmed to like, yeah, just, I hear you. honestly, I mean, I, I still, I'm going to hold fast to neither Mercedes gets onto the podium. Um, but I think that if one does, it would probably be Bottas. Um, because I mean, we, we talked about this last show. It's so hard to take away from him what he did at Monaco. Like he had an incredible race mm-hmm. that was completely thwarted through no fault of his own. I did see a really fun, one of the like formula one accounts on Instagram that like pretends to be like the onion or click hole or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, posted a thing about uh, Walt Toto blaming Bottas for what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was, like the quote from Toto was like, well, I mean, he came in earlier than we expected and he was like, you know, three quarters of an inch or whatever, you know, he was like 10 centimeters further forward. Oh my uh, God. And like, so the wheel gun was at the wrong angle, which then stripped the like, like oh, it, it was man. like a really like long winded explanation <laughs> about how it was it was uh, it was Bottas's fault, which so is really clearly. Funny. But uh, but yeah, so you think that Mercedes strikes back in a big way this week? Because if yeah, you I say mean, if both of them get on the podium, 
then we are talking about a constructors championship switch. Yeah, and it's not what I want, but I feel like the thing that makes Lewis Hamilton Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. is that you don't fuck up two weeks in a row or two races in a row. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what you don't. You're not a you know have have half of the all time records in the sport because you just like give up when right. you had a bad race. And I feel I just. Bottas in my mind is sort of the wild card because his performance seems unpredictable. Like he he was doing an amazing job in Monaco mm-hmm. and then a couple of races before that he was just unaggressive and just he looked feeble, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like Hamilton like I just I can see him having a bad race and I can see him like you know the strategy screwed him over more than he might have been otherwise. But like Baku has more chances for overtaking the Monaco, which again isn't saying much, but I just I feel like he's gonna come in just so ready to just ready to fuck. But um, will the car hold up? I mean, because even if he wants to, man, if that car isn't built for these and like they had that much trouble at Monaco, like will this car be able to hold up? So like, and again, this is this is 2019 numbers. Like, uh, Hamilton was a half second, on, not on pole, a half second faster than Max Verstappen in 2019. Yeah, yeah. And I know all the cars are a little bit slower. I feel like Red Bull, you know, but it's just I, I could. I mean, this is why they have to run the race because we don't know what's going to happen, but. Uh, I just, it's really hard for me to discount Hamilton that much. And like I said, Valtteri is a wild card. Like I could see him getting pole. I could see him starting fifth and neither would really surprise me right now based on how this season has gone so far. Hmm. Hmm. You're thinking about something. I am. I just, you know, I just don't know. You got yeah. It's just, you got to watch the race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, I, it's so hard to make these educated decisions. And what's funny is like, you know, I don't feel bad as, as, as new. I still consider myself very new to the sport. As new to the sport as I am, nobody would have fucking guessed that Lewis Hamilton blew Monaco that bad. Right. Nobody would have guessed that. Nobody yeah. would have guessed the podium that we got. Nobody would have guessed that, that Mercedes would have completely wasted the weekend. And so it's like, you know, not for nothing, maybe, 2021 really is the season that Mercedes just doesn't have it. Yeah, it, it's totally possible. Again, nobody would have predicted that Leclerc would both have the pole and not start the race yeah. last week, last, yeah. last time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, so. So you believe that Mercedes is going to come back with a vengeance, and I say that neither Mercedes is going to be on the podium. Right. I'm answering your question as yes, which is Hamilton will come back with a vengeance. Aha. I see. I see. I see. Uh, And I I answer your question as no. Mercedes. flat no. Mercedes. Mercedes. I think if, if I, I would be, I would be absolutely shocked if both cars didn't finish the race. I think they both will finish the race. Um, I mean, God willing. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked <laughs> if they did. Uh, How crazy would that be if that happened again? 
Man, I would at that point like they would have to file a lawsuit against Pirelli, like something or like something they would have to somebody somebody's gonna die. Like if that happens, <laughs> someone I don't know who, but someone does not see Monday morning. It's the only way, it's, and it's at the I mean, hands of Toto Wolf, and we'll all watch it happen. It'll be like that scene in uh, uh, American Gangster when Denzel Washington goes up to the dude on the street with the empty mm-hmm. sugar jar. And he just shoots him right in the face in front of everybody and sits back down and have breakfast. That's gonna be fucking Toto Wolf. Yep. Except he's not gonna use a gun. He's gonna use his Terminator hands and he's just gonna go splish and squish somebody's head. And then he's gonna go sit back down in his all glass office with just sip his, his espresso. Sip his espresso with like blood on his rolled up crisp as shit white sleeve. Yeah, dude. Oh man, hundred percent. And everybody's gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" And nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna even bat an eye because they're like, "What are we gonna do?" Like total. That, that dude had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> did you see what he did two weeks in a row? I'm surprised he lived through last week. Uh... <laughs> oh, uh, what's your What's your question number three? I have question number three. My question number three is: Are there any yellow flags? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there has to be because they're really they're you know they're. They had what one in Monaco? Zero? Zero at Monaco. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because they kept showing those cranes on the TV that they have to use to lift the cars off, off the street. Yeah, right. Um but yeah, no, I, I think there will be. Uh I hope it's not a, a serious I hope I hope it's just a yellow and not a red, which is always the risk on a a narrow course. Yeah, that should have been my question. Um, is it is it a red flag? But um yeah, so you think yes. I also think yes. Um, just because of how crazy last week was, I think, or last race was, and there's a lot of people um, that have something to prove. I think a lot of people are going to be making a lot more, uh, they're going to be taking a lot more risks. Mm-hmm. Um, Mazepin is still out there. Mazepin still exists in the world. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of, races that are i mean we'll get into it but the constructors championship one and two are separated by one point three mm-hmm. and four are separated by two points five six and seven are separated by two points and then eight nine and ten are separated by one point but that's because they have one point and then zero points but all things considered there's a lot of there's a lot of constructors that are fighting for literally every single point and uh yeah and Again, that's this is the time that separates uh, mm-hmm. the you know the champions from the not champions. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for the good from the from the great. You know. It's... Yeah. And I think uh, I think at this point you're looking at um, a real. I think I think because it's a faster track, because it's a longer track, um, but because it is still also a street course, uh, I think you're going to see a few more risks being taken i think you're going to see some more late breaking happening and you're going to and because of that there's going to be some consequences yeah uh you know and i I do just want to make something clear for anybody who's listening when we say last week a week is from the time from one formula one race to the next formula one race yeah so like next year when it's the opening race of the season when we say last week we mean the last race of this season (laughs) We always, I always feel the need to, I'm like, oh, last race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, Just that's like, what we what? mean. A one, yeah. a, the, a week 
on this podcast means from the last race to this race. Yeah, gap weeks don't count as weeks. Exactly. Yeah, good call. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. I'm ready to move on forever. Good. Uh, uh, we no longer have to clarify what we mean because we just laid it out. That's, yeah, for sure. That's the goal. So, uh, um, so you think there's yellows? Do you think there's a red? I mean, I think there's a good chance for a red, especially with those wins. I feel like that's just going to make everything spottier. So it it all on this course, I feel like it depends on where it happens and how far mm-hmm. everybody spread. Because I feel like I feel like there are sections of this course. When I remember, you could probably get away with a virtual safety car because that's so big that if everyone's sort of bunched up and it happens in the Mazepin area of the pack. <laughs> like they might be able to get away with a virtual safety car for yeah. you know, a lap or two. Um, <clears throat> so my question number three, because mm-hmm. I feel like this has yet to happen this season, but I did absolutely nothing to go back and verify, even though I easily could have. Uh, will the winner of this race also have the fastest lap? That's a good question because has that happened yet this year? That's what I was trying to, I don't think it has, but again, uh, um, I have not looked. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to go. I'm gonna look right now. Let's see. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Um, All right, here we go. I got it. Um, oh, cool, cool. Winning driver. So Bahrain fastest lap. Valtteri Bottas. Winning driver. Lewis Hamilton. Right. Uh, the uh, Monza fastest lap. Lewis Hamilton. Winner. Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Portugal fastest lap. Valtteri Bottas. Winner. Lewis Hamilton. Right. Spanish Grand Prix, fastest lap, Max Verstappen, winner, Lewis Hamilton. Monaco Grand Prix, fastest lap, Lewis Hamilton, winner, Max Verstappen. So not once this so year. So it has not happened yet this year. Uh, so the good, that was a good question because I, I, I didn't think that question. it did, but I just hadn't had the chance to, to actually uh, look at that list. I think, I mean, I, I have to assume no, you know, because yeah. especially – the way the strategy has been going and how hard everybody's been fighting for fastest lap for that, for that one more point. Um, yeah, no, I have to say no, that there's no way based off of this, the, uh, the leader is in it for the long haul and, and somebody behind them is going to get that, that extra point for fastest lap. Um, now here's, here's a follow-up question on that because this has happened a couple times this year. Uh, is the fastest lap winner on the podium? I say yes. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. I think so. I think so too. But I think they're in third. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever. I mean, I mean, if they're not first, if we're saying they're not first, then it's going to be 50-50 if they're on the podium. <laughs> amazing amazing my fourth question to you my friend uh does anybody uh in the top teams does anybody really not even uh across the board does anybody really blow a pit stop and if so which team blows it uh i think i think alpine could blow a pit stop this weekend I could see that happening. Sure. <laughs> I'm into that. 
Um, but does Red Bull blow a pit stop? No. Does Mercedes blow? I think Mercedes of the top four teams, Mercedes probably has the best shot of blowing another pit stop. And dude, if Mercedes blows a pit stop this week, it will. Uh, I'm not kidding. I think something will, something bad will happen to someone. Yeah. Like, I'm and not... that person might be Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Not that it's his fault, but like, I could see just like in a rage, Toto yeah. being like, get out of here. Yeah. I, um, I think, yeah. I don't, oh, man. That's heavy. Uh, I don't, I almost feel bad saying Mercedes because I don't want it to happen to him. I can foresee someone having, because it always seems like it's, it's that Murphy's law when like it's the team that's having the worst race. Yeah. That something bad happens to him. I could see McLaren blowing it this week. Um, something just, something just not going right or like, you know i can totally see this as a week where a team tries to double stack and it doesn't it doesn't work and it just they, they just blow it yeah yeah and I'm, and that could happen to any team because i feel like those are when they work they look amazing and they look like the most obvious thing in the world right but i think there's so much coordination that goes into that that i think it's so easy to to the blow. timing the timing has to be so perfect it's yeah. so it's so impossible to get right um so yeah, I mean, yeah. Um I think uh, I'm just writing down your answer. Mm-hmm. Uh you said Alpine. I'm gonna say McLaren. That's um, fair. That's fair. Not that I'm hoping it happens, I'm just curious what happens. And so we've reached our predictions. Uh, I have one more question for you. Oh, you do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's sorry. okay. That's okay. Uh who is your driver to watch this weekend? driver to watch this weekend. like someone who like you know i'm gonna say like lewis max yeah Charles, yeah, yeah. like not the usual in the, out of there yeah yeah but um, who, who's your person that like we're not always paying attention to but we should be watching this weekend you know who i think uh hasn't made too much of a splash so far this weekend or so far this year uh but we're really gonna see him turn on this week i think is pierre gasly that's a great, uh, that's a great call. I, uh, I think he's been getting comfortable with the car again. Uh, he's been consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Hasn't, hasn't really, because I mean, the top four teams are just so strong, um, that it's hard for anybody else to be in the top seven, um, or, or eight. Uh, but I, I really think that this weekend, Pierre Gasly is going to show up and show up in a big way. That that's a great call. Uh, for me, I'm going to throw it out to Antonio Giovinazzi because uh, yeah, good call. Uh, not only did he have a great weekend last weekend, but I think he's going to build off that. Uh, he qualified eighth uh, last time at Baku, and oh, so wow. yeah, and so I think that he's poised. I think he's in a good spot with the Alfa Romeo. I think this is the first, it, this to me, again, this is totally like anecdotal, did not go back to look at the charts. I feel like this is the first time that he's consistently outperforming Kimmy. Wow. Yeah. Since they've been together yeah. where I'm like, Oh, I think he, like he's really coming into his number one. I think really it has everything to do with him being finally featured in drive to survive. And now we all know what it looks like. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think, you know, he ended up, uh, he had like a penalty 
um, a 10 place penalty because some kind of electronical power unit Holy thing shit. last time. Ten, a 10 place grid penalty? Yeah, a, a 10 place grid penalty using a third control electronics in his power unit. What are we talking about? Like, what does yeah. that even mean? Uh, and then, like, Kimmy last time was excluded from qualifying after his car failed a front wing deflection test. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so they had to adjust the front the front wing. Yeah. Uh, and he started on, like, pit road or whatever. Wow. Um, anyway, Giovinazzi, I think having these two road course, like, maybe he's just a really good, like, street course, road course driver mm-hmm. um, where, you know, this is his this is his moment to shine so i think just keep an eye on giovinazzi i hope he qualifies well again uh, cool. even if he doesn't crack the top 10 uh, like you know if, if he doesn't make the q3 i think he'll be high in q2 yeah cool so cool all right now we can roll into our predictions in who is going to take the poll and qualifying at baku poll position at baku is going to be max verstappen Wow, Max Verstappen. I am going to say Charles Leclerc. Whoa, whoa, wow. Yeah. I'm into this. I am into this. I just think that he's, I think he showed that he could, he could go there last time. And, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's poised to do it again. Nice. I like this. I like where your head's at. I'm into it. Um, do you want to do you want to do three two one for podiums? I do want to do three two one. All right, so you go first. All right, I'll go. I'll go. My third place mm-hmm. podium is Lewis Hamilton. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I like this about you. My third place is Checo. Nice. Very nice. Checo Perez gets third. Uh, my second place is Max Verstappen. Whoa, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. Interesting. Uh, my second place is going to be Charles Leclerc. Uh, and that will take me to my number one. It's gonna be Charles Leclerc. Whoa, dude. Whoa, that is bold. That's a bold. Bold guess. I'm looking at the winners. It's been Lewis, Max, Lewis, Lewis, Max. Yeah. There's got to be a race for somebody other than those. I mean, there doesn't have to be, but I feel like we're due. Hey, man, I'm ready. And I just, I I just have a feeling that it's going to be. I want to see a Ferrari. I want to see some Ferrari person on that team spot getting covered in champagne. Yeah, dude, I'm into it. I like where your head's at. Uh, I do think Max is going to win the race. I think uh, he's going to extend a hefty lead over Lewis Hamilton this week. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be more than a fluke, um, but it's going to look good. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. Look, personally, I would be happier with your podium, but yeah, um, two Red Bulls. I'm, I'm waiting for the two Red Bull podium. Um, a Leclerc sandwich, a Leclerc sandwich. Yeah. A I'm Red Bull it. Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Leclerc's a- are one of those things where like in America, it's a terrible pastry. Yeah. And then you have one like in Paris and it's like the best thing you've ever oh had in your God. life. Oh my God, is this what it's like? Yeah. Like, ex- holy uh, shit. So good. 
Um, so yeah, um, in standings, I think uh, we're not going to see too much change. I do think uh, because what's great is I'm looking at drivers and Max and Lewis are so far ahead with 105 and 101 points. But then Lando in third, 56, Bottas, 47, Checo, 44, Charles Leclerc, 40, Carlos Sainz, 38, Danny Ricardo, 24. Mm -hmm. Like these are tight races. And then you look at the Constructors' Championship, Red Bull and Mercedes, I already went over it, 149, 148. McLaren and Ferrari, apart by two points. And then fifth, sixth, and seventh, Aston Martin, Alpha Tauri, and Alpine are 19, 18, and 17 points. (sighs) crazy this is exactly what you want at any point in the season any point and like and right now it's just super exciting so i ask you for the constructors championship uh do we see switches between one and two three and four or five six seven so i think wait let me let me bring it up so i can i can look at it because it's what it's uh red Red Bull bull and mercedes are one and two Right. I don't think we'll see any changes there. I agree. I think Red Bull stays in first. And I think it'll be pretty much as close. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, let's see. And then I think I think at the end of Sunday's race, Ferrari will be very slightly ahead of McLaren. I think Ferrari's going to take a big, uh, a pretty good chunk out of McLaren. I mean, they're only two points behind, so I, I think they'll be ahead of McLaren. It depends on by how much, which also will lead into my wild card when we get there. We were, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so I think I think we'll have Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I do think McLaren will then take it back from Ferrari if not if not the race after the then the race after that. Um, I Let's do cross think that bridge when we come to it. We can't yeah. go weeks. All right. All right. I think I think McLaren's going to finish in third for the season. Honestly, I actually think yeah. like what's funny is like I hope it stays this close, but I I could see this lineup being the same at the end of the season, even though it's switched back and forth a bunch of times. Hopefully, sure, sure. Um, you know, I do think that race between Aston Martin, Alpha Tauri, and Alpine is just super interesting to me because i feel like those teams have so many different strengths and weaknesses compared to each other yeah uh that it could go to any one of them like alpine could have an amazing week and aston martin could totally not show up right right and they and they it seems like that keeps happening like no one of those three teams has had two or three consistent weeks in a row yeah it's always like one driver shows up and the other doesn't or Mm -hmm. one like they both don't show up and then the next week they both do show up you know, so it's kind of it's always flipping around. I do think Alpha Tower is going to take over that fifth spot. Um, I think this is a good week for them. I really liked the way that Vettel looked last week. I yeah, think I, I was going to say. I feel like this is. I I feel like Seb's going to have another good week, and I, I, I could see, I could see Aston Martin uh, gaining some some distance yeah. from Alpha Tower. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I'm very curious to see what Yuki does this week. Uh, I know yeah. he's got a new he's got a new driving coach and uh, I think he's got to settle into himself a little bit but we'll see we'll see where that goes. I'm glad that Alfatori is make, is taking these steps, you know, after race 5 or 6. Yes. Yeah, where they're like, "Look, man, like time to time to shape up." Yep. Um I will ask you this, uh briefly, who gets the fastest lap and 
who gets driver of the day and who gets fastest pit stop? I mean, fastest pit stop is going to be Red Bull. That's, Good call. That's a given. Given. Um, fastest lap? Fastest lap, I think, is going to be Max Verstappen. Hmm. Uh, and I think that wait, what was the other one? Fastest driver lap, of dri- driver of the day. Driver of the day is going to be Charles. Wow, I think if Charles yeah. winning, it's going to be Charles. So I, I got to stick with. My, I got to. I got to be consistent in my predictions. I, uh, I've never been happier to hear you make a prediction. <laughs> um, yeah, fastest pit stop is kind of easy. I think fastest lap is going to be Lewis Hamilton again. Okay, um, and I can do that. Yeah, especially and, especially if he's not gunning for a podium spot, he's gonna get fast slap. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna blast through it. Uh, and driver of the day, I think. You know what? I'm with you. I'm gonna say Charlie Leclerc gets driver of the day. Sweet, because even in second place, he would deserve that shit. Um, All right, so your wild card is no Mercedes on the podium. That's right. My wild card is Lando Norris. Sadly, DNF. Whoa, big one. It's a big one. Wow. I feel I'm like there's curious. a decent chance that uh, Lando makes a, make, makes a grave mistake and ends his own day. Wow. Yeah, dude. I, uh, man, I think, oh, boy. Oh boy, I, I don't. I don't want it to happen. Just of for course, the record, you know, I, I hear that you don't want it to happen, and it's like I also don't want it to happen. But I do feel like um, you're not wrong. I feel like you're not wrong. I feel like he is. Man, he's slipping up. Yeah, he's slipping up. And I love Lando. I'm a huge, huge supporter of Lando. I want him to get to that next level of just growing up a little bit, you know, same with George. Like I'd put them both in that same category. I think Charles has made a lot of progress, especially last season where I think yeah, in general, he just looked not, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but I feel like he in general looks more, he looks more mature. Like Leclerc attitude wise looks the way that Max did last year. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to fuck around. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to focus on being the best that I can be. Yeah. And the race will be, will finish where it finishes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's great. It's so cool. Th- that's what you want every driver to get to yes. from like, an, you know, like I said, attitude, psychology perspective. Yeah. And not getting, you know, not, not rushing the start and not getting pissed when something goes, like obviously being upset when something goes wrong. We clearly saw Charles and his most upset uh, last week. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and, you know, and he deserved to be. And uh, but I think so far this year, I mean, I said it for the first four races, he just seems more confident in that he's not madhouse rushing the first corner and like mm-hmm. causing an accident. He's happy to like sit back through that first corner still be racy but like you know what like there's plenty of race ahead of us better to finish in the top five for ferrari than to not fucking finish at all exactly and so that's uh yeah man i I, we've seen him take a real turn i'm really excited to see that it's great to see him maturing a little bit max looks great we got a big fist fight going on between red bull and mercedes max and lewis 
Charles, Carlos, Lando, Danny, to see what Vettel's going to do, to see if Stroll shows up. I can't wait to see what Ocon and Fernando do. I mean, we got great racing going on this year, and I'm so I, excited about it. I love the sport so much. This I'm season not- already is, you know, probably is definitely the most exciting season that we've seen since we started following. F1. Oh my God. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and we have another race back to back right after this, don't we? Yeah. Oh um, my God. What oh is it? God. It's uh, yeah. France I think is, what is that? Oh, come on. Wikipedia taking me to the, the, the history of the French Grand Prix rather than the actual <laughs> calendar. Uh <laughs> uh no it's no it so there's uh baku is this sunday then we're off a week then we're in france on the 20th mm-hmm. then we're in austria back to back the 27th and july 4th so we have three weeks in a row uh, um so, so it's a week off and then back to back to back to back that's fourth of july weekend and then two weeks after that we are at silverstone it's gonna be great oh my goodness and then finally we're going to be at the Hungaro ring with that bank turn that we were so excited about That's last season. Right. That's right. They get to, Oh my God. What a it's great, gonna be, it's going to be great. Oh, um, and then, the, and then the summer break. Um, Fun fact. We are exactly 100 days away from the uh, Italian Grand Prix. That's crazy. Yeah. We're 100 days away from the Italian Grand Prix. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. Which is the second weekend of, Oh my goodness. Like what a great, what a great pile of races. Cause it's like, what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. And I can't, I can't, what if Max wins at Silverstone? What if Max wins at Silverstone? Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's even crazy. Like, okay. If here's the thing, if Max wins one of the Austria races, and he wins Silverstone, and he wins his other home track. Uh, or no, not, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting Hungary and Amsterdam yeah, yeah, yeah. mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. If he wins two out of those three back-to-back-to-back races, then I think we're looking at a, a, a real strong, strong chance at a world championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they, they are going to go to that crazy uh, bank turn track in the netherlands uh but not until september right 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 i'm sorry i apologize i i mean as a super nerd i'm a former geography b champion and so i do know the difference between the netherlands and hungary i promise one is in western europe and one is in central europe i uh you don't have to defend i don't know anything (laughs) about i was so bad at geography i like i know that europe exists and i know that inside of it are european countries did you know that speedway indiana is the equivalent of vatican city to rome to indianapolis like speedway is its own town town inside indianapolis it's so cool yeah it's just yeah yeah yeah. and like it's only it's only like a little bit of space around the track it's like the track and like the museum like yeah it's great. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Speedway, Indiana, man. That's a great spot. Uh, buddy, I, I am thrilled for this weekend. Me too. Anything else before we sign off? No, I'm just really excited. <laughs> just <laughs> Me too. Really, 
it was actually rad because uh we had the day off on monday mm-hmm. and so i woke up today and like you know work felt like monday yeah but it oh, was it tuesday it was an intense monday feeling it was a brutal monday feeling but it was a tuesday and i was like wait that means that practice is only three days away that's amazing <laughs> it's like this is so good like it's it's coming up quick so it's uh yeah man I, i'm thrilled i think it's gonna be a great race weekend and a lot of there's a lot of questions and what's so fun about this season is that every single week there's just more questions it's so it's so much fun it's so exciting uh i'm excited for all of all of these guys uh to just get out there and do what they do f yeah Uh, so just as a reminder we're part of the movie john podcast network Uh, there's a ton of other podcasts uh, that are a part of the network with us uh, so you can check those out on moviejohn.com and if you see one you like you can find it on whichever podcast app you're using Um, i use an app called downcast i know my wife uses overcast because the apple podcast app is just terrible (laughs) um as like an interface i know ian you use spotify and i think i, do. I think yep. pretty much all the shows are, are on spotify everyone now. everyone uh so you can listen to us wherever you're listening to your podcast you can find movie john podcasts um so so yeah and any any ones that stand out that you wanted to recommend ian um there's a new cinematic crypt out uh, yep. just dropped that's really good um there is um uh, they're doing um, uh, what's her name on Killer Bees? Uh, Sorry, Linda, Linda Blair. Oh, Linda Blair. Sorry, Linda. I was like, <laughs> I I thought you were and they're doing Linda Blair and Killer Bees. I'm such um, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're doing. Uh, I, what was I listening to? Well, I, uh, I should give a shout out to Tori. Now that I've presumed that you didn't know her name for some reason. Uh, she just started a new column on moviejohn.com called Women Who Kill. Oh, uh, so she's going to do like profile women in movies who murder or not murder as the case may be. But uh, she started with Basic Instinct, which she finally watched for the first time. Oh, wow. Uh, and like that movie is a trip and a half. Yeah, dude. Basic Instinct is insane. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, Movie John's just got a ton of good podcasts. Uh I'm I'm always listening to one of them, if not more, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a madman. Yeah, man. I go deep. Uh, yeah, dude. I uh, love Movie John. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at FEIF1Pod. Uh, and you can tell us about how many people you think Toto Wolf has killed. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, they keep doing Alien versus Predator, but we really need Total Wolf versus Predator. We need Total Wolf versus Predator and Christian Horner shows up. Uh, and just, I mean, I don't know how well he would make it, but I feel like, I feel like Christian Horner would get into, <laughs> like, I feel like he's less of, like, he can't fight Total Wolf or the Predator, but he would get into Ripley's robot suit. Oh, Totally. Totally. And like, and he would he would join the fight, and it would be a challenge, I think, across the board. That'd or, be great. Or we see Christian Horner go full T one thousand and just fucking melt, and we're like, <laughs> no, like there he is. Oh no. Oh, that'd be great. 
<laughs> it's gonna be hefty. And meanwhile, Zach Brown is just like sitting on a GT, fucking eating a hoagie. Like, what's going on? You know, he's running a race soon. He is, dude. He's racing. That's all yeah. that's cool. badass. Yeah. yeah, good for him. It's fucking rock and roll. He is the uh not the former Obama White House person slash podcaster, but he is the uh director filmmaker John Favreau of Formula One. Yes, yes, he is a hundred percent. I think he's the team owner I would probably want to hang out with most. Oh, dude, if I could get a beer with Zach Brown, I would hundred percent like okay, beers with Zach Brown and Gunther Steiner. Like, come on. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a, fuck yeah. Someone like, is ending the night throwing up. Oh, for sure. He's getting plastered. But before all that happens, I bet he's like, yeah, like here's our lineup of cars and here's all shit. And I'd be like, this is fucking amazing. Dude. He'd be like, you want to drive one? Like, I guarantee. He'd be like, you can drive one if you want. I'd be like, what? And I would get into whatever car he gave me the keys to. I don't care if it's a McLaren go-kart. I'd be like, you betcha. I drove past the McLaren dealership over the weekend and I was like, it's good. Yeah. Those are, those are, nuts. I like wanted to stop. And then I was like, I'm wearing a graphic t shirt and shorts. They're just going to laugh at me. <laughs> like, the fuck out of here, bro. Oh, man. Yes. I am, uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about all of these things. And I am excited to chat with you. We're going to be talking early AM. I'm sad we can't watch this one together, but we got some more coming up in the future. We're going to be sitting down to enjoy. Uh, so I hope everybody out there enjoys the race. I hope y'all get in touch with us. And I hope y'all have a really great opening. Yeah. Yeah.